Welcome to Probably Science. I'm Matt Kirshen. There's Andy Wood. Hello. We're on location. We've we've slowly been working our way through the staff of the Jim Jeffrey show, the writers' really? room. Yeah. What else have you had? We've had every writer except Kevin so far. He's the he's the one holdout. And then, uh, yeah, and then and then you. You're the fi- you're the only remaining writer of the very, Jim Jeffrey show. Exciting. Who- I'm not, I'm never in there either, so that's good. But you are you are legally a writer on the show. I'm a legally writer. I write some of the jokes, and some of the jokes are still from my previous bits of stand-up, and just put them in the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first episode was a straight lift from it was a straight. It was a straight. Well, was, no, from a, a routine that I never recorded. The Two Years a Slave. Even though I'm thinking of putting it in my next special and just acting like I, I didn't do it on the TV show because more people watch the specials. So yeah. Well, also it's it's different. It's it's gonna have it's different it's when lo- it's, it's longer in stand-up. And yeah, and you don't have like it's not keyed in like attached to images and stuff like that that are yeah 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 no i don't i don't mind doing that and then sometimes i just add on to jokes i don't really do much of the heavy lifting on the writing i just get a joke and change it and put it more in your voice or whatever yeah you know that you're in the room you do that i don't no you get i think i'm getting very good at telling who who wrote which joke yeah you can can sort of tell i'm not sure if i know but i i I have my suspicions you have hunches yeah yeah i think you can I think people at home would almost never get it right if they tried to guess. But I think it, once you've written with someone for a while, you get used to. Yeah. Like um, our mutual friend Nick Doody, in friend of the show. Yes. Someone I've written with many times, and I like if there's a sh- if I'm listening he got to kids yet. He no, he doesn't have kids. You're not going to do it. No, they're not going to do kids. They're like the happiest married people I've ever met. They're not getting having have kids. That's probably why they're so happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but I can. I'm nearly always right when I pick out. If I'm listening to or watching something that you, that Nick's written on, I'm nearly always right when I pick out. What's one of he his writing jokes. on at the moment? I don't know. He's always got a few. He's, he just did Dave Gorman's latest series, and he's normally got Dave a couple of Radio Gorman. Four I series. Dave Gorman for years. He's great. He's got. Yeah, a, he used to do all this stuff with computers and Google Whack and the yeah traveling or something. One or yeah, I think I think Dave Gorman more than anyone else is responsible for. The themed, the heavily themed Edinburgh shows with the powerpoints and everything. But it's also like yeah. he did a show that basically <laughs> was the invention of Facebook and social media. Like he just, I, I'm Dave Gorman, and he found all the other Dave Gormans in the world. Which pre Facebook. Uh, but when we saw that, was like this is amazing, like, and that, and he'd put up another picture and go, that's another Dave Gorman. Went, but then he went visiting them, and it's the whole yeah, story of that's like the whole thing. If I yeah. want to find all the Jim Jeffries now, pretty it's quick, pretty quick, <laughs> pretty quick. It doesn't, it doesn't take very long. It's not not really an Edinburgh show now. Half of them probably just email you, like message you. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a Jim Jeffries. Yeah, exactly. We, they always follow you. People with the same name as you always follow you on social media because they go. You know. oh, there's one guy who's like. Like uh, I don't I imagine he doesn't like me. He's a he's a religious radio host in buttfuck somewhere. Oh god, you know yeah. I mean? There's no way. And, yeah. he, and it was like so he's also tenuously in the entertainment industry. Yeah, yeah. He's in the entertainment. He's got like a thousand followers, <laughs> and he wears like a picture of him like in a cowboy hat or something. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure he has these issues. <laughs> yeah, I think the guy who got my name without the middle initial as a Twitter handle is a youth pastor in San Jose or something. Yeah. Yeah, there's always some youth pastor somewhere. <laughs> and there's a there's an Israeli scientist. Called Matt Kirshen. There's a Matt Kirshen, yeah, who's an Israeli scientist. There's a there's a football manager in um, Scotland. He manages the Premier League very briefly, called Jim Jeffries, and and uh, they <laughs> they they had me come out. He was he was managing Hearts at the time, which is the Edinburgh soccer team, 
and they had me come out in the field like like oh let's see what Jim Jeffries has to say about everything what <laughs> <laughs> and I was doing the Edinburgh Festival that's not Jim Jeffries and then he had a Jeffries one and I had a Jeffries two jersey and we had it. <laughs> and we just photos that was like Hearts' big promotional campaign yeah. and also <laughs> yours because it's the Edinburgh Festival the shit you do to plug an Edinburgh Festival show yeah 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 so I got to go to the game and everything but then they had like they invited me to a dinner and it was like me and a guy called Roy Walker and Roy Walker was famous uh, in the 70s and 80s for doing a TV show called Catchphrase yeah he was like an old school comic but then when I was growing up he was a game show host okay and I just I, I didn't even I think I, I didn't even know that he was a comedian his, as a his, kid his big catchphrase was say what you see because it was catchphrase okay. Ca- catchphrase yeah. was basically like uh, what are those like not, not Pictionary but those are uh, Rebuses? No, you know, it's like a, it's a, like, it's, a, it's a like picture your, that represents a turn of yeah, phrase. Yeah, you're, you're, it's, it's a rebus. It's like a that visual kind of? pun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? What's the other word for that? But anyway, it's, 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 it was those. It's like the, it was like a game show where... It's, it like, would, it's like if you have like like uh, um, two crows and you call it an attempted murder, right? Oh, yeah. okay, two, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but it was always a little bit more... more yeah, or like that a would bird, be a very difficult it'd be like one. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a bird in one hand and then two birds in a bush and then an equal sign or something. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, he was there and then he, he went um, to do the actual gig to be corporate. It was like a working man's type of fucking my mother-in-law jokes. And that yeah. And then they said, oh, why don't you get up and say something? And I was like, All right. and I was being pushed in to stand up in front of the wrong audience. And I went on and did my little dicky dicky fuck fuck talk. <laughs> if you'll call your next special died, dicky dicky fuck fuck. Died on my ass. And I was there. I was, Thank you for the jersey, everyone. <laughs> They've just heard like 20 minutes of well-crafted but utterly stolen... Man in well, the I, I, I like Roy, but Roy's son, Mark, became a... And, and Phil, both of his sons were stand-up comics on the circuit as well. Was it Phil and yeah, Mark? Phil, Phil and Mark. Yeah, yeah, Phil and Mark. Yeah, they're still both going. Yeah, they're still going. They're nice they used to live, Mark used to live around the corner from me. Um, so we're, we've become like uh, old people telling the world about people that they don't know. Do <laughs> 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 you remember your cousin Paul? Your cousin Paul? No, I don't know. Yes, you remember him. You remember him. You know Oh, well, yeah, he's, yeah. he's better now, so don't worry. <laughs> Jim, <laughs> well, it's like, always someone's dead. Whenever it's like, remember this person? It's like, no, don't tell me they're dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're dead now. Yeah. And Maureen's upset. I don't know. Maureen, <laughs> yeah, but she'll she'll be okay. They had their problems towards the end anyway. Oh, also, she's dead. Yeah, she she's dying. The kids aren't happy, but mind you, they're fifty now. <laughs> hey, Jim, we like to ask our guests before we get fully into the stories. What, if anything, is your background in science? Um, I studied science up until year 10, which would be in America, like end of middle school. And then I, I stopped studying science from that moment onwards and picked up three unit music. You know? Yeah, you three went fully arts, right? I went full arts at school and did drama. And, fluent, and so I no longer studied science after that. I reckon I probably, I probably learnt more about science in the last 10 years than I have before that but you know I don't know if my science knowledge is very good because the stuff I'm, I'm just reading stuff on the internet we all know how reliable that is yeah well it's it is well, also just because less so now but certainly when you started in comedy or when you started to break yeah. you were in you were very much in that atheist and skeptic yeah, so yeah, I started to re- I started to read more about science and stuff like that then after I became an atheist and started, you know, believing in the 
mythical arts of of uh, religion. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I, I I wouldn't by no stretch of the imagination. If someone pulls me up on some scientific fact that I say on stage, I normally don't argue with them. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's to be gained from? Yeah. But you know, like so. For instance, we just did a piece. We did a piece on uh, the Great Barrier Reef on the TV show about the bleaching of the coral. I spoke to scientists. I spoke to professors and stuff like that. And then I spoke to a guy who was a senator in Australia who wasn't a scientist, who claimed to be a scientist. And, he was the and, worst. Like, he's like the Yeah, like, I, I believe in global warming and I read all the stuff and I f- feel like all that information is irrefutable. And, and then, But then you get people like, oh, no, it's bullshit. And like, my dad says it's bullshit. <laughs> so, you know, but no, I'm not a scientist. So right now people are listening going, well, why, do you, why can you have an opinion on shit? And it's like, well, because... Well, I think you have to, at a certain point... You can read as much as you can, but also at a certain point, you have to trust a level of expertise, and yeah. then, which is what like we did in the show. I, 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 consensus, I, I, in the consensus, yeah. yes. Yeah, you can you can hear information and then go like like I can't go because I'm not a scientist. I'm I can't be sure if cigarettes are bad for you. I can't be sure because I'm not personally a scientist. Yeah. I've heard enough information yeah, yeah, yeah. to go. Yeah, I reckon they're bad for you. Yeah. Enough people uh, have pretty much alcohol decided. doesn't make you run faster. I haven't got the scientific <laughs> proof on right. this, but I've seen a few examples. Even though I'm pretty sure I'm running pretty fast when I'm <laughs> very drunk. But yeah, then the people who just want to find a reason to think it's good for you will just point out one person they know who lived to 90 who smoked a pack a day. It's like, well, that's not how science yeah, works. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, an yeah. exception. That's There's always... Yeah, with global warming, they'll, they'll go, well, actually, we've had the lowest was, temperatures right. on whatever and record in, like in climate, Greenland or something. You know, you know. Yeah, climate isn't the same as weather. and mm. right. Yeah, that's the same with evolution. It's really hard to argue. If you have one of those people who argues semi-professionally for that stuff, it's really hard to argue against it because they'll throw seven fairly plausible sounding facts at you in, in a quick succession and then you go like well I'm going to have to spend half a day going away and googling this before well, coming back and going that, no you're full of shit but. That, that's the hard thing with interviewing people when um, you know because you don't have all the facts you can only learn what you've learned and and like so we did a thing with um, uh, conspiracy theorists I, mean, I met some flat earthers and and like I know the Earth's not flat. I know it's not. Right? <laughs> it's very easy. I just know it's not. But then they go. Yeah, you've flown around it. Yeah, I've flown once. around it. I've you know. And so so they go. Uh, they go. Oh no, it's flat. And then and they go. Well, the Earth's meant to be moving at whatever speed, right? It's, I hear it's moving very fast. And then he goes. He goes. Uh, he goes. Why can't you feel that? And I go. Well, I know there's a scientific answer. <laughs> I don't have the answer, but I know if I got the right person, they could they could fucking nail this question. But me personally, I, I no, I can't feel it. But I know there's a reason. But I just don't know the exact reason. And it has some gravity's involved. Well, why, would you, why would you ask him when you're on a plane traveling 500 miles an hour and you close your eyes do you feel like you're moving 500 miles an hour no you don't feel anything no you don't feel anything yeah, yeah I you're not said accelerating that, that, would have been, that, that would have been the good one that's why I always think with roller coasters like it's like they like roller coasters because it's the acceleration and it's outdoors and it's steep yeah it's, it's, the, it's the turns that's what makes you feel and also because it's outdoors you get the wind fly, the wind but hitting you in the face at Six Flags they tell you they go this roller coaster hits speeds of 70 miles an hour <laughs> and I'm like I drove fast around here <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hit 85 on the way yeah, to yeah, the, the way here I don't remember going oh! <laughs> <laughs> I was still fucking playing with the radio and texting <laughs> 
And they've been doing that, yeah, since I was a kid. They were trying to, and I wasn't even impressed then when I couldn't even drive. I was like, yeah, no shit. No shit. Cars do that and that have been forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They should be going, this is going to feel really fucked. <laughs> All right? But don't give me the speed. It's yeah. such a letdown. I mean, give you the, yeah, they do sometimes give you the G-force as well. And that is more of a thing because that's the acceleration. So when they go like, you will hit 7G or well, whatever. That's not, that's too much for a roller coaster. But you'll well, hit just like tell me how G- high I'm going to drop from or something. Yeah. yeah. You can tell if it's scary or something. I, I like the, you know, you're going to be upside down yeah. four times. Yeah. Oh, well, I wasn't upside down at all on the drive. <laughs> yeah, that's something they still feel a little bit. I was just watching on YouTube, there's a thing called the very British car accident. I don't know, there's a very British car accident. People can watch it on YouTube. It's just like a, a guy gets clipped by another car and the car rolls and then, like, shh. And he goes, and then the guy goes, well, that was scary. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the guy who is in the rolled car steps out and he goes to the driver. The driver's like, I'm so sorry. He goes, okay, everyone just calm down. I'm doing fine. No hate here. We'll just swap numbers. This <laughs> <laughs> is the calmest the human beings ever been. Sorry. <laughs> I just thought of that because of going upside down. So, well, Speaking of car accidents, actually, oh, uh, yeah. do you want to do the self-driving car story? Yeah. Or not. We can, because one, one of our listeners, I think, I think I've closed that window, but if you want to take that one. Yeah, actually, we have I, listeners. I self-drive that, all the time. I've got a Tesla. I, I, I do it as much as possible. What is it bad? I've actually never, how do those, how, how self-driving are the Teslas now? Like, what, what can you do? Uh, on the motorways, I, I, went, I went about I, 50 miles and didn't drive. Didn't touch the wheel. You know, they make you touch the wheel every couple of minutes. Just touch it, uh-huh. just so it makes sure you're awake. Um, but how they, does it tell you to touch the wheel? It just a little flash comes up like a light. It starts off with a light flash and then and then and then it gets. Because one time I went, oh, I'm not going to touch the wheel, right? See what happens because it's warning me. <laughs> it's warning me, right? I'm not going to touch the wheel. And then it starts like, come on, touch the wheel, right? Tell us you're awake. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing it because it can feel my weight. It can feel my weight in the seat. <laughs> you know, it knows man. I'm there. And then it starts. And then it started. Flash, it goes from flashing white around the whole dash. And then, like the whole like front screen, and then it got, went started going red, and then it started making like a siren noise. Oh, at me, and I'm like, nah, fuck you, I'm not touching you. And then my car just went fine, and in the middle of the freeway, uh, turned the hazard lights on and started to uh, like brake at a at a very slow rate, so I'd just be stopped so that cars could go around me because it assumed I was sleeping. Holy shit, I didn't know right? they could do that. Wow, which is yeah. good, right? Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's right the right move. Either, either yeah. sleeping or passed out or dead or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just went to a stop, and then I was like, "Ah, oh, shit, yeah, okay, I'm here, I'm yeah. here. Yeah. Don't do that, right?" <laughs> <laughs> and then my car reprimanded me and was like, "You're not allowed to have um, driverless, uh, have self-driving for the whole day." <laughs> It really it cut itself off. You couldn't get it back. Yeah, out. for the whole day. Oh and I, still, I was still driving back from San Diego. I was like, "What, oh, man?" Because it's, it's best in traffic because you, you know it's just like it knows when the cars are creeping and it creeps at the right distance and oh, okay. It, and, it, and also it's it's better than humans because it, it, as soon as that car moves, it moves with it. You know, it's like yeah. flawless like that. But it does things like it won't change lanes for you. But if you want to change lanes, you just turn the indicator on and then it will change lanes. Like you don't have to even steer it. It'll oh, of course. So you are basically going like one lane over, please. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and you're going like 70 miles an hour and just like that and we'll go one lane over and then you can like that. And, and have you ever had someone coming up on you quickly in that other lane and it, it like still looks back far enough to know not to go then or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it knows, oh, okay. knows how to do all that. I didn't know it was um, that far along. I thought it was just basically only if you're on the highway and cruising yeah, no, alone in a lane. You've got to have, gotta have lane lines. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So there's a freeway and all type of stuff. But I still <clears> do it on Santa Monica <throat> and stuff like that. We'll see when other park cars. And- wow. So Sean Robertson, who's one of our listeners, is at university doing some... Their uni- his university is doing some studies about them because 
and we were talking about this a bit in the writers' room. I think we were going to do a story about it when we were doing the AI stuff because there's going to be more the decisions they need to make and programming they need to have about what decisions to make it when an accident might be about to happen. Mm. So there like have one been kill, kill one person or five if you turn well, this way or that yeah, way. Yeah, there's all stuff sorts of or, stuff like that because yeah. that's that's a famous philosophical dynamic. You've heard that one where you're like, you know, you you control the trolley car. Yeah, there's two. There's a one person there that it's. There's a, it's going to hit a crowd of person, but if you redirect it, you could hit one person. Yeah. But then you're making a choice to hit that person rather than doing nothing and hitting that. Right. And so right. then they add to that, that that thing and they go, and you know the person. Yeah. The one person. Or then you have to <laughs> not only pull the lever, but you have to push the per- like. There's a fat guy on the on the on yeah. The that's like the balcony next, with you, and if you push him down, that's the next stop level the of the test. You're no longer just redirecting the trolley. You're like, if you. If you push this guy onto the tracks, he'll stop the thing. And, and they, then they did a live version of this on uh, on the Good Place sitcom. Oh, I, ha- I haven't got to that episode. Is yet. this new yeah, season? Yeah. Must be. I yeah, the new it. season. Yeah, yeah. I've been enjoying it. It's great. It's not a bad. It's a, it's it, it, they're stretching the premise a little bit, but the cast is very good. Ted Danson's good in anything. He's such yeah. a class act. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kristen Bell's also really She's good at it. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's one of those. Like he has no need to still be. No. Doing this stuff, and he's getting more handsome. It's like really yeah, like he- eighty, <laughs> and he's just like like there used to be a rumor years ago that he had like a, a wig that he went bald during Cheers, and I think like I don't think he's had a transplant or anything. I think like whatever they've done, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. He's just like the best looking man, and like and he does, he does that ad with the fucking what is it like Jack Daniels or something where he said I could have been the most handsome man I could have been but I wasn't or something yeah I like Ted Danson yeah I just saw Creepshow again this Halloween and I was like oh he looks better now than in 81 in Creepshow Somehow. yeah and it's like 36 and, years later and he's like seems to be like a really great husband yeah, like, they see, you know when you see good-looking people who are good to their wives, yeah, like that makes them more admirable. Hang on, you're good in everything you're in, and you're a nice guy. <laughs> that's like that's like Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's like oh. so good to his wife. Yeah, she's older than him, and fuck it. But then he can dance and sing, and it's like he's just like all. Re- it's not like he's just good-looking. You just know that Hugh Jackman's a good guy. Yeah. Like if there were sexual allegations came out against Hugh Jackman, you'd all be like, "What? <laughs> no." I feel like if there was aliens and they came down and said, "What's the best thing you have to offer?" We'd go. <laughs> You <laughs> go, go bring us you go up there and tap dance a bit and save the world and have Neil Patrick Harris as a backup in case Hugh gets an injury yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah if, oh if Tom Hanks everything comes out about him that'll be the end of the world yeah well the, the, the problem with Hanks is he's let down by he couldn't have been a good dad because his son Chet turned out to be such a shit oh is he the one who's a rapper yeah, yeah Chet, oh, Chet's yeah, a pain yeah, Chet's in and out of rehab but just if you read Chet's Twitter feed you uh, go Tom Hanks must have been lacking somewhere. He must have not like put into his room enough because because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Colin turned out great. great. Colin, Colin Hanks yeah. turned out great. Class but act. Fucking Chet. Oh, every time that Chet. Chet. But it's also the name Chet. Give, it, give a kid a Chet. It's never going to be the good one. <laughs> so, so there have been numerous collisions involving self-driving vehicles. There was one with Ubers in Arizona, a Tesla in autopilot mode in Florida, several others in California. But in nearly every case, it was human error not the self-driving cars that caused the problem. Uh, in Vegas, the self-driving shuttle noticed a truck up ahead was backing up and stopped and waited for it to get out the shuttle's way. But the human truck driver didn't see it and just kept backing up. And as it got closer, the shuttle didn't move forward or back, so the truck just bashed right. into it. Right. Um, and it wasn't that... It was a very s- slight... Yeah, it yeah. was just a grazing. Yeah, but, but it was hitting a parked car. That's human error. Yeah. yeah. But a researcher working on, on autonomous... As a researcher, this article author said... He wrote, uh, I find this event raises a number of questions. Why didn't the shuttle honk or bank up? 
was stopping and not moving the safest procedure. If self-driving cars are to make the roads safer, the bigger question is, what should these vehicles do to reduce mishap? Um, I think putting in a honk would be a good one. Yeah. Yeah, it seems logical. That seems like a... This yeah. is a r- article written by Shrikanth uh, Sarpali, who's Associate Professor of Mechanical Engineering at Texas A&M. Um, so even when they're doing everything they're supposed to do, the drivers of nearby cars and trucks are still fraud. They're flawed. They're error-prone humans. So there are two main causes for crashes involving autonomous vehicles. The first is when sensors don't detect what's happening around the vehicle. You know, there might be problems like GPS only works with a clear view of the sky, camera... Over one of them or something. Yeah, there's not enough light for the cameras, there's fog, radar's not that accurate. Um, so there must be... There needs to be backup sensors. And then the second problem is when a vehicle encounters a situation that the people who wrote its software didn't plan for, like having a truck driver not see the shuttle and back up into it. Mm. So just like human drivers, self-driving systems have to make hundreds of decisions every second, uh, adjusting constantly. When a self-driving car experiences something it's not programmed to handle, it typically stops or pulls over to the roadside and waits for the situation to change. Yeah. So the shuttle in Vegas was waiting for the truck to get out of the way before proceeding, but it just didn't. So um, It didn't have the programming to like honk or back up or something in that situation. So Yeah, it's, it, I never knew about the self-driving shuttles. Yeah, I didn't either. I thought... We weren't that far along yet. I think they're just like... Like a lot of warehouses are going to start using them because for really basic basic things, mm. just go there, fetch that, come back. Right, right, right. Um, I the, saw CeeLo in the airport yesterday. Yeah? That fat cunt's not walking around in his own two legs. <laughs> <laughs> he's been pushed around Phoenix and then when he got to LA, he was up and walking. It's like... Come pushed on. around or has one of those just shut like little go-ca- no, uh, had, golf no, cart? He, no, no, he didn't have a mobility scooter. One of the members of Boys to Men rides around in a mobility. <laughs> you were telling me about this. Because right? I've seen this. And he dances for two hours, then rides around in a mobility. Okay, save it. Yeah. But CeeLo in Phoenix the other day, and I sat behind him on the plane. CeeLo gets pushed around in, in the uh, airport given chair, like for, the, for right. the person with the broken leg or whatever, where they push you around, you know? Yeah. He gets pushed around with that, fucking stopped off at Wendy's to get a burger. <laughs> he pushed around, and then. When he gets to LA, he just starts walking around. He's got that CeeLo money, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, come on, CeeLo. People are watching. Walk around a bit, mate. Yeah, yeah, you, you could probably use a couple extra. Yeah, and your whole fucking, your, all your songs are about chicks can fuck off if they don't like him. <laughs> You're not putting effort in, mate. Just, yeah, just get, a, get a Fitbit. Just put a few a few more steps. Few yeah, more steps. yeah, I'd like to see CeeLo's Fitbit. <laughs> Bring it back to science. I think, I think I'd like to see science. It wouldn't be a lot. No, no, no. It wouldn't be a lot. It depends how many bites he has in his fucking Wendy's burger. He his arm goes back and forth. Each of them counts as one pace. <laughs> if he takes little bites, he's at 100 steps a day. Hey, I want to do this story because this is someone... Was this someone sent it in? I don't know. I'll find it. Uh, I think it was, yeah. Who sent in the spider story? Um, I think that was Aaron Minish, or am I oh, wrong? No, I think you're wrong. Um, okay. So... They scientists have created spider webs that is strong enough to hold the weight of a human on a powered bulletproof Kevlar by feeding well, the Peter sp- Parker invented that, right? Mm, true. Well, yeah. So they just okay. They I've never liked that. I like your Spider Man that just shoots webs out of his arms because he's a fucking spider. Why there's two types? <laughs> then there's the then there's the Spider Man where the student just in part time in high school invents webbing that he puts into a web shooter. So he doesn't even need to get bitten. He's just the smartest person in the world. If yeah, he just, he's just made he's that. Invent- like, like, what's yeah. wrong with the idea that the guy has web coming out of him because he's a fucking spider? Yeah. Right? This new one where it's like he's got a machine. Like that. Like, nah, no good. 
It's Peter Parker invented his own webbing. It's fucking bullshit. We've just got scientists now that have had to do this. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the way they did this is they fed spiders a mixture of graphene, which is like carbon nanotubes. Oh, so the spiders are making these webs. The spiders mm-hmm. are making... So they basically went like... It's almost like, all right, here's how you can make bulletproof shit. We're gonna make, we're gonna feed you steel, and instead you're gonna ship bullets. Yeah, yeah. They've basically done that. They, they've, it's strong enough to carry the weight of a human, um, and the spiders might soon be enlisted to help manufacture enhanced ropes and cables, and maybe parachutes. Um, graphene is. Um, how do you feed it? Spider graphene? You put it in the flies? They put it in the... Uh, <laughs> First you, know you gotta I mean? feed because the flies like, graphene. You know how like you put it in a bowl and spiders come eat right. from the bowl? That's basically what they did. They give them drinking water, but they added graphene and carbon nanotubes to the spider's drinking water. Oh, yeah, water. You can always get things through in water. Right? Yeah. So the, and then the materials were naturally incorporated into the spider silk, producing webbing that is five times stronger than normal that puts it on a par with pure carbon fibers and strength as well as Kevlar. Five times more powerful than normal. Five times I walk through the thing and I fucking break it. But that's just a single strand. Imagine that all being linked together and like turned into a rope. It's apparently on a par. Yeah, per weight is way stronger. I I still think I could walk through a spider web that was five times thicker. Five times, maybe. Five times. But then, okay, say you get all that spider's (laughs) web and then you bunch it up and you twist it round into a rope and then you use that rope to make clothing. Apparently it's as strong as Kevlar. Right, so it's not going to be like spiders are going to start making webs and we're going to just jump off buildings into them. <laughs> no, no. I'd have to gang up. It'd have you, to be a you're going to need to... Concerted effort. They just made that tire, didn't they? You know about the tire? No, was that? NASA made a tire that needs no inflating ever. What? And it's just made of carbon fiber for the new like landing modules on Mars. Oh, cool. Where even if it goes over a rock, it'll always b- bounce back to its original state. And they reckon they can improve this and put this on cars eventually. Oh, and yeah, yeah, right here. Here's a picture of it, titanium tires. Yeah, titanium tires. And they're just a mesh thing and they go over the top. So it's always... Because the news always picks up on these things because they love going... You can reinvent the wheel, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's their favorite thing. Whenever there's a new wheel, they're like, oh. <laughs> this is literally the best thing since sliced bread. This bread company. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, but that would be good. Just tires that never go flat because that's the bane of my existence. Fucking a nail in a tire. I just had one. Yeah. I've, I've had like seven, I reckon, in my life. Yeah, I, I don't I think never I've had, had them in Britain. one nail. I think there's just... I don't know what it is about the roads in LA. Yeah, yeah, it's like people just leaving nails. Just up in the valley. And the worst thing the is, but you get a nail in a tire and it's like, it's like, it's such a painful death of the tire. You can go for a <laughs> just, month just pumping it back up and then oh, each, right, day, right. each day it loses fire. Well, sometimes they can patch it. Sometimes if it goes through the right bit, then they can just put a patch on it and yeah. it's fine. Yeah. But um, By the way, have you ever used... You had that flat and we tried to use that oh, stuff that you squirt bullshit. inside. I've always thought those were bullshit. I've never actually tried one when before. I, when, I got, when I bought my car, mm. I, was like, I looked in the back and I was like, where's the spare tire? And they went, you don't need a spare tire. What we have is better than a spare tire. It is a puncture repair kit. Uh, and it's, it's like this glue. It's like this sort of, it's like this canister, compressed canister that contains yeah. some kind of plastic glue polymer type stuff. Um, and you attach it to the car tire pump and it sprays through it and it sprays coats the inside of the tire and it patches up the hole and it's like and then you can refill the tire and you can drive you can drive on it and I'm like well both times I've got a puncture it's been through the side wall of the tire and it's just like a big hole and it's like well this is doing nothing 
And then and the then, last time you did and it. And then we left the canister on the front, on the passenger seat of the car. And now I, like, my car has like a glue mark that I can't get rid of. Well, I, I had run on flats. I had a, a Dodge that had run on flats. And that was really good. And then at the Maserati, I had doesn't have a spare tire because there wasn't any space. There's no room. Right? Right, right. And, and they were just like, I go, what's the spare tire? Will you rig us and we'll come and get you? <laughs> And so that's what happened. Is it like I'm automatic going, Apple Care when you get a Maserati? I was, you just I was, yeah, I was going down in fucking Melrose and, poof, and they started flashing. And it was like the whole tire ripped off the fucking wheel. Oh, shit. Jesus. And it was like just a pothole from hell in the middle of the night. And, they, and yeah, someone yeah, from... Maserati came and got me, put me on the back of a truck and fucking fixed it then. Damn. But it was like, you wouldn't want to be stuck at, you know, on the drive to Vegas. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so this, yeah, this story that you just told us about, so... So the first moon buggy used metal wheels with steel springs, which gave the kind of give of the tire without any need to contain gas. Yeah. But the steel springs degrade and deform over time. Yeah. So the wheel starts to lose shape. Um, so they took the original concept, a metal spring wheel, and brought modern materials engineering to bear. The result is this new type of metal spring tire, which uses a nickel-titanium alloy in its place. Instead of atoms deforming as the spring has moved, they instead rearrange themselves as the tire is stressed. It's known as a shape memory alloy. Mm. That means the tire can be deformed virtually limitlessly and still snap back. Um, the technology is intended for faraway planets, but could be used on Earth. You can't expect... So you can't use a metal wheel on the highway and expect much grip, but a metal frame could be coated with a higher friction material and to give a tire... rubber around it. Yeah, like some type of rubber or plasticky coating on this metal alloy. Yeah. And then different alloys could be give the wheel different properties. So the demonstration one that they link to is for off-roading, but you could have a more practical use with a different, slightly different density. No air in the thing. Yeah. No air. No air, no but, flats. But the tire costs you five grand a pop. Right. Oh, yeah. grand. Like, it's got to... Yeah, it feels like... I'm sure cheap. way more than that. I, I just yeah. remember when they stopped making wooden tennis rackets and I heard about graphite for the first time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, do you feel how light this is? It's the future. Look how big as yeah, well. Yeah, it's bigger. And they, they kept on acting like you can't break this. Like, people look can break graphite, but I remember graphite. Like, this is stronger than right. something that's strong. <laughs> That's the best ad campaign they ever came up with. Yeah, yeah. It's just stronger than strong things. It is. That, that and, like, helmets for American football are just the the two quickest ways to data sport. Well, uh, there's, oh, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a few things that technology will just never stop, right? Toothbrushes. They're holding out in this. Because every year there's something new. There's a spring underneath the thing or there's a thing with a tongue scrape with a thing and then the bristles are edged in with a bit of rubber and it's like... Yeah. I, I imagine 80% of toothbrush technology is bullshit. Right. Like, your normal brush will just do it, but every year they try to sell us. One's got a special grip and a thing, and it's like such a simple thing, but they, they fucking find ways to spruce them up every yeah. year. And um, what's the other... Well, there's razors, obviously, every time. Yeah, razors. We're getting five, six, seven blades on a razor. But yeah. now they've stopped and they've dialed it back a little, and everyone's like settled on three or four, and no one's trying to like do the arms race anymore. I'll, I'll tell you another thing that technology will never end on, and this is for the American listeners, but it's uh, cricket commentary. <laughs> <laughs> right? The sport of cricket, they fucking. It started all with the pen on the screen where you'd go, and the fielders are here and here, and he's going to hit the ball over here, and everyone was into the pen. And then they started stump cams. So uh-huh. you can see the ball coming. And then they have the stump audio. Then they have a Nick cam, which was like hotspot. So it would be like, hot. they call it hotspot, right? So if the ball came by and the, if it nicked the bat and someone caught it, it used to be if you could hear a certain sound. Yeah, now, ba- now basically if it, bounces, if it bounces off the ground and, 
and then someone catches the ball. Mm. If it uh, if it's if it's hit the side, if it's just glanced off the very edge of the bat, yeah, and then it and then it's caught, then you're out. Yeah, you but hit if, it, if you hit it in any way and someone catches on the full, you're out. But sometimes the the hit can be so slight that they used to watch replay, replay, and they used to go, get a magnifying glass in to see if. Yeah, because like, the ball didn't even change its path from looking yeah, barely. Because it's because it's just glancing off at an angle. Who would have caught it then? The ca- the, the wicketkeeper behind. behind. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's the version of the backstop in baseball. This field is all around it, right? Okay. But now they brought in hotspot. <laughs> they show it in black and white, and then like hot infrared things will tell if the bat and the ball got hotter at that exact moment, and they can use that what? to get you out. Oh, then they have another one where they figure out the ball's trajectory from. Um, for LBW, leg before wicket. And now, there's too much to teach everybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But, but every year, cricket commentary, commentary gets a little bit more technical. <laughs> for such a simple... Well, not a simple sport. For such a fucking... Yeah. For such an old old sport. Yeah, such a, one of the oldest sports on earth, and the technology is through the fucking roof. It seems like it should we, be the simplest. They had video replaying cricket probably now 15, 20 years ago. And it's just been brought into baseball in the last two years. Like... So they they had all that video replay and that, yeah, yeah. That, that that was where it was first invented. Like there was a center where there was people yeah. watching it. And, you know, like are they out? Are they not out? Yeah, and yeah. they're like going they're going forward and backwards half a frame, and it's just like right, right. Is he is he in before the ball hits the stump on? Or like did I he beat the to, ball back to? I well, gotta the, start the, doing the, some cricket. The most watching. famous cricket tournament is on it as we speak right now. The Ashes are being played, and this is a tournament that happens every four years between the Australians and the British. And uh, uh, at the moment, uh, um, normally these are Australian and England and South Africa, and uh, they're normally your top sort of three teams in the world. And then, uh, well, there's Indies, always like the West Indies, Indians, always, and Pakistan. Uh, Indian, India, Pakistan. But anyway, so so historically, in, in me and Matt's lifetime, Australia's always played better. But at the moment, it's a very tight competition because both Australia and England are completely shit. Is that really oh, yeah, what's going yeah, on? We're both at the worst we've been in fucking years. We're both the two worst teams in international cricket, but we're fucking muscling it out against each other right now. But equally shit, so it's... And the trophy is about two inches tall. It's about that big. What is this? The, the trophy is supposedly the ashes when they burnt the bales. And the, the Australians burnt the bales, like the wooden stumps burnt the bales because the England, the English were being cunts, right? And there was a series where this is like in the fifties. There was a series in the fifties where the English were just throwing the ball at the Australians' heads, <laughs> <laughs> which they figured out was not in the rule book. Like there was no rule that said you couldn't keep chucking it at the, at the heads. And this is before helmets. And they travel the what? same, the oh, yeah. exact same speed as a baseball. There's only a certain, you know, you know, like eighty nine, ninety five miles, right? And and uh, it was going at the Australian heads each time, and the Australians were like this is fucking bullshit. And it's a piece of wood as well, like the a, cr- it's a wooden you, ball. Have you ever felt a cricket ball? I don't. It's it's more solid than a baseball. It's like it's a leather. piece of wood covered it's in leather. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, it's, okay. It's, it's a very sturdy fucking thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the the Englishman. There's a there was a mini series about it, and so they just kept on throwing it at the Australian heads. And then the Australians still fucking won that series. <laughs> and if it connects, there's no penalty. There's no like you don't. There's, can't a, get guy, there's a guy in Australian cricket who I'm going to say maybe five to six years ago. There's an Australian guy and he's playing in Sheffield Shield, which is just like the local competition. Yeah. But this guy played for Australia and he he was wearing a helmet and he got a ball that just sort of slipped up in his fucking jawline and it hit him in the head, uh-huh. bounced up, and he he stumbled a bit and then collapsed and died in hospital Jesus. three days later. 
So yeah, it's a. Uh, it's dangerous. It's the dangerous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's the same as baseball. It's like you get a baseball well, it, to the fucking head, you'll die. Hockey. Quickly. There was a kid who died playing ice hockey um, a year or so ago, and it was just one of those freak accidents. It just like yeah. the puck just got between his. I think it was like between his mask and his neck and his yeah, chest yeah. padding, and it just. It was one of those like one in a million. It just yeah. hit at the wrong angle, and yeah. just what you can never account for that right, right. and that's why I'm saying I still trust the driverless cars because it's all fucking right. it's gonna it's gonna really they're gonna make as many errors as me it's gonna make so <laughs> many fewer errors but that they're even talking about how that could be a problem in years to come for organ transplants because well, a lot of because oh, a, a oh, yeah, lot yeah. of organs come from car accidents oh, because right. car accidents are one of the main ways young relatively healthy people die right um and that's, so we got I still think it's good to have less car accidents. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's a fair yeah. I don't know how to argue with people who are like my dad is like, well, it's software, therefore it can be hacked. I'm like, well, by that logic, how do you trust anything? Like, we've already entrusted every aspect of our lives to software, basically. You, you trust your bank, m- your money is still yeah, in the bank. Of course, it can and- be hacked. And yeah, of course, yeah, like your money is only just a figure on a page. Yeah. It can be- but, I mean, there are risks, and that is something to be aware of. But it is on the whole, you humans are far more likely to make mistakes than the, once the AIs are fully right, sorted right. out. But people aren't going to be able to wrap their heads around the fact that it's better numbers wise if the things that do fuck up are so crazy and they can see it was definitely a machine that did this that's just gonna like emotionally make people mad a guy was looking the wrong way for it right right Uh, Kristen Lewis sent in the spider story by the way thank you Kristen what about like so do you ever think we'll have Robocops (laughs) well that's um, I don't know I mean that's a that's a real worry because then when you're actually giving AIs authority over humans see I think we could have Definitely have robo uh, uh, um, uh, park, parking officers. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we already have we already have robo um, red light cameras. Yeah, yeah. But then those are illegal again in LA, right? They got rid of those. I don't know. I think they got rid oh, of. Do they? Oh, Britain loves them. Really? Brit- Britain has so many more traffic cameras than America by yeah, so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. Like there's speed. There's so many more speed cameras. Oh, in fact, man. do you even have speed cameras in America? I, I've never gotten one. Britain is no, no. It, speed cameras. Americans, you can speed anyway. Yeah, oh, I've been pulled up once, and the guy's like, "Don't do that." I'm like, "Sorry." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Britain, I used to get caught all the fucking time. Australia is crazy for speed cameras. Australia does this thing because they're very obsessed with drink driving and all that type of stuff. Like everyone drink drives in America, in LA. And like, like, that really bit. shocked me when I came out yeah, here. Yeah. Is how many people drive drunk? Well, especially before Uber. I mean, I think it's yeah, yeah, before Uber. Yeah. No one drink yeah. drives in Australia, and like what they do is they so you have your start off with 12 it's, it's really shameful really shameful like in Britain yeah. as well if you get if you it's like it's something I know so many of my American friends are like yeah I got a DUI whereas in, in Britain you're like that would be something you really ha- get has to be it, it, prized you could, out of you you could really lose your job and people would fucking yeah and it just even without out. that you're like oh what, what you, you did what why were you driving drunk you yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's a different... But they say we have a 12-point system in Australia where you lose three points for speeding, lose three... And then over, like, long weekends, like like the the Easter break, Easter weekend, double demerits. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. If you get caught dro- um, speeding or drink driving or anything when people are going on holidays and that type of stuff, double demerits. So you can lose six, you can lose half your license for a speeding ticket, right? And then they, they have, like, also... Over the over like the Christmas weekend, and they think on Australian news they have the death toll. 
<laughs> oh yeah, they do that in the US. I feel like the Fourth of July weekend. Oh, do they have a yeah, death yeah. toll? Oh, Australia, they're always like four people died in New South Wales, <laughs> eight people died in Queensland, and it's like, oh, we're doing. This all right. could be you next time. Yeah, yeah. don't the be biggest an idiot. Death toll, and all, all we pat ourselves on the back. The lowest death toll in years. <laughs> well done, Australia. <laughs> Yeah. They're actually calling up the death toll. Well, they, they they have this thing. They have this thing with Australian licenses where they have like a double or nothing law. Uh-huh. So you lose your license. So you get, you start with twelve points. In Britain, it's the other way. You gain if you get to twelve points, you lose your license. But it's the same principle, right? So you start with twelve points. Three points for a speeding ticket. One point for not wearing a seatbelt. Um, you know things yeah. like the drink driving is like instant. ten oh. or instant. I think drink driving is yeah, instant. Yeah, it's, it's and in instant. Britain, it's like. If you're in a 30 mile an hour zone, if you get caught at like 38, then you get three points and a yeah. fine. But if you get caught going like 50, then it's or 60, then it's six points. Yeah, yeah. There's there's different things like that. Yeah. And obviously, double demerit things. But then they have like because people, you know, they rely on their car for their work or whatever like that. If it's your first time losing your license, they go like this. They go, they go. Uh, <laughs> you can lose your license for for uh, for one year. Right? Lose your license for one year. Or you can keep your license and you get one point. But if you lose that point, you lose your license for three years. Oh. And you only get the one point for a year. You got the one point for a year and then it's fully instated again. So it's again. like you're on your final life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't even have a seatbelt. You can't not indicate turning around. You can't like not come to a complete stop but it like cruise down to two miles an hour at a stop sign. You, gotta, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's fucking... Double or nothing. Do you want to take the point? What do they gain from it? Why would they even offer that? Like, because the-, the whole idea is that people... Because the people with the one point are the best drivers in the fucking world, by the way, because, you know, you don't want to lose it for three three years. And also because a lot of people complaining, like, all I did was do this, A, B, C, and D, and now I've lost my job, and because I, I lost my job, I do I've think- lost my family, I've lost my this, I've lost my that. I think you should be able to set out how much and how often you drive and get prorated a number of points allowance based on that. Because yeah. like... I, when I was a touring comic in Britain, I would drive like twenty thousand miles a year, yeah, yeah. Con- at constantly at different times a day. I was in my car all the time, and I have the same number of points as someone who drives their car once a week to go to the shops. Like if you if you're that person and you still manage to lose twelve yeah. points in a year, <laughs> you are a bad driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I if I manage to only get like if I manage to only get three to six points in those three years. I, I, I've done right. I yeah, find with driving, right. I play a game called Profiling when I'm driving, which is it's a, it's a very interesting game. <laughs> it's it's got it, it's got it's ages, races, sexist. It's got every ist going on in this game. But you look at a car in front of you, and you got to name the age, sex, uh, um, race, um, just by the person's car. Now it's it's remarkable how you can by tell by their it. driving behavior or by the car They're, by everything that you can you, all you can see just in yeah, front of you. Yeah. Now this is the thing about being a driver. I can get racist in a car against people who look like me, right? I can drive up next to a vehicle and go, "Fucking typical white guy with brown hair in his forties." <laughs> <laughs> Whoever it is, oh, that's typical of those people. But I don't really have a pattern, except for the the elderly. The elderly, you can tell an old person's driving right away. Yeah, just like the slow lane change. The it's also the it's also the you can feel the car's got confusion. (laughs) Just just by looking, you can see when they come up to different like intersections. Like, oh, is this my intersection? No, I gotta. 
You know, like somebody who's not going to obey the rules of a four-way stop sign and just let everyone else in. I was like, no, you're fucking it up. Just go when you're supposed to go. Take your turn. Oh, I like those ones. I hate those ones. You get to a four-way stop sign in LA and then the person waves at you like, no, you go first. And you go, no, it's not. Just... just you're not doing me a favor. You're just annoying me now. You think you're being polite, but actually you're making it harder for everyone because you're not doing the rules that everyone... Yeah, yeah. We're all in the same system. Just one, you go, I go, The one that go, drives me mad is the one, the person who doesn't pull forward at a red light when you're turning. Oh, fuck when those people. Yeah, yeah. When you're waiting to turn yeah. and you're like, no, you need to move in. You need to move into the junction. Yeah, and yeah. I also move into the junction. Otherwise. So the two of us will get through. So the yeah. two of us get through. Otherwise, when the light turns red and the other people coming the when other way stop. left hand turn. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. going to dither for so long that I'm going to have to wait for the next batch of lights. Yeah. But That's I, mean, inf- I, oh, I, I honk at that. For- I honk. I go, come on, move up. Yeah. But no move matter up. what, LA is the most insane red light running I've ever seen anywhere in the world. Like, it's just assumed everyone knows the lights can turn red and three more cars are going to go through like no one ever jumps the green because they know they'll die like it's yeah 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 you don't you don't slam on on the green no. yeah you gotta yeah. wait for people to turn well I, I i i do like though you get to turn right on a red love turning right That's on not a red. australian no, no australian britain don't have it would be left because we're on the other side of the road but yeah, they right. don't let you yeah that's madness you got nothing's happening it's just nipping around the corner yeah. you're not cutting across any lanes of traffic if the coast is clear, why can't I make yeah, the no, safe turn? Yeah, no, I love that. I still enjoy that. I've been living here for years. <laughs> it feels I, like a magic I trick. I still get a little thrill out of it. Yeah, I you do. I love that. car fast pass by moving here. Like, yeah. uh, I, I want to do this because this is sort of combining a couple of things we've been talking about. Uh, and you've been to Dubai more than once, I'm sure. I have. I don't like Dubai. But... No, it's a terrible place. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't realize that the UAE has a space program. So they unveil plans to launch a Mars probe. Then it, then they want to colonize the red planet. Uh, colonize the red planet? Well, they want to move to somewhere cooler. Yeah, right. <laughs> they want to be somewhere a little bit less, in, a little less hospitable. More hospitable yeah. um, Actually, sorry, Mars is the other direction. It is cooler. Oh, okay. Sorry. Although, yeah. wait, is it because it ha- has, doesn't have Yeah, I'm not sure. I, f- I think, I need to check the temperatures, but I think w- you're both r- right and wrong. It's yeah, like, I, I think I, Mars, I'm sure Mars gets hotter than Earth does because it doesn't have... An ozone layer, but it also probably gets much colder when it's cold. Do you buy into because you're you, you know you do a science podcast that Pluto is no longer a planet? Do you do you accept that? It's been reclassified again now, hasn't? It? Now um, isn't it like a dwarf planet officially? Oh, I forgot what. It's they perfectly call it. round. I, I say planet. I like it. Makes it more, you know, Pluto yeah. status. Let's see what I. What they they came up with the photos of it, and it looked like a fucking planet to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, just the size of it. Yeah. yeah. Um. What's it like like a fifth of the size of us or something? It's it is. Let's see the diameter. Is, favorite planet and why? Yeah, obviously you can't do Earth, right? Yeah, you can't do Earth. You can't do Earth. Um, I know it's filled with cunts anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you got to go Mars, right? I mean, or is it more interesting that oh, you, you got to go with Saturn or Jupiter? Jupiter because it's the biggest one right and it's got that big eye on it and the moons are interesting and there's moons on it. and also the idea that without Jupiter we would have fucking I was I saw some documentary we would have asteroids hit us every couple of hundred years but Jupiter's gravitational pull is so big it pulls things away from Earth oh yeah and actually oh. it's like a bodyguard for us that makes sense yeah everything you know but then so you've got, you got, you got to give Jupiter credit where it's, it's due. It's Saturn looks pretty yeah. cool. And Saturn, because it's, it's rings. Sure. It looks sure. nice. Um, okay, so, yeah, you are right. Uh, 
On average, Mars is substantially colder. Mars averages minus 81 degrees Fahrenheit. What's that in Celsius? I'll have to look it up in a second. Actually, it's not as cold. You can, you, there's people live like the North Pole's got to be yeah. that times, right? So it gets... It, during the summer on Mars, it can get as high as 70 degrees Fahrenheit. That's around 20 degrees Celsius. All right. That's right. Um, and, but it can drop at the poles to as low as minus 225 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a temperature where Fahrenheit. A, I, I'm, a, I'm a Celsius guy still. Yeah, that's I'm, minus 142 Celsius against yeah, two. It's, it's very cold. The temperature the, they cross is like negative, negative 43 40, or something. something like, 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It crosses. I've been in the bit where it crosses. Where you don't even have to ask what the temperature is. Um, hold on, that's forest ringing up. Um, yeah, minus 40 is where it cross. Where it's the same. I've been here. Was it Sudbury or Kitchener in Canada? It was that. The temperature and they're all very excited. <laughs> oh, it's the same. Uh, yeah, it's the same for you as it is for me, eh? Hey, <laughs> we're both cold. <laughs> I I did a gig. It was like the Sudbury or Kitchener, and I was in a like a like a minor league hockey stadium. You know, so it was like a five hundred seat thing, right? They all showed up of fucking um, snowmobiles. All right, no shit. It was, like, it was like a biker gang. There was they were all like lined up the front. Um. Okay, so now their new aim in the UAE is to become a center for space agriculture. Uh, they're going to—they were growing um, things like lettuce in Mars type thing. They've got this. Um, the Dubai Air Show has a big space sector with the exhibitions, um, and they're working in partnership with Mitsubishi Heavy Industries to do new space agriculture projects. Uh, they've launched a series of initiatives and university research projects to promote the growing of trees and plants. There's apparently similarities between Mars and the desert, says Rashid Al-Zabi, who's the senior strategic planner. You know, they didn't seem to be rocking that out. I never go out to the desert and go, oh, they've done a lot of good here, growing yeah. fucking lettuce. <laughs> Why don't they just do that? Well, that's the idea. They're learning. They're hopefully learning not just how to grow stuff in space, but also on, on Earth. Because that's the whole thing. Like, like, the world's overpopulated, but if we start filling things like the middle of Australia... Oh yeah. Oh, it would. Then we yeah. have more space, you know. All if of a sudden, it averages out. Yeah, it's. Uh... You know, I mean, so let's just figure out that they kept on saying in Australia there was an inland ocean they kept on looking for, and they never got to it. They reckon there was. Oh really? Yeah. Wait, who? A lot of explorers back in the day that there's inland water there, and they kept on trying to find it. They, they had their reasons, I'm sure, but they never did. So yeah. they're going to look at the date palm, which is a tree that survives in harsh desert conditions without much water or nutrients. Mm. Um, and they hope to build on research that already done on space agriculture involving plants like lettuce, strawberries, and tomatoes, which are three foods that are shown to have thrived when grown in space. Well, that surprises me because I it thought... also sounds like a salad from Wendy's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really shit. When do people put strawberries into salads? You know, that, that, that fad happened for a while. Put a strawberry like in your salad. Walnuts and strawberries and... I like a walnut in a salad. I like a Waldorf salad. The salad is such a, a broad... Sometimes you eat salad and you're like, this is going to make me healthy. And then sometimes it's just potatoes and mayonnaise. They really need to, they really need to classify Germany, salads a lot better. Germany has meat salad. Yeah, I've had a meat salad. It's German just a meat jar salad. of meat. It's just, oh, like no vegetables at all. It's just got flesh salad. It's just meat. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was yeah, just that's, that's different. Fucking, I had a sausage salad at a place in Cleveland. Because Cleveland's got a heap, a big lot of Germans for some reason. All the Nazis moved there after the war. Or it's America's Argentina. Yeah. But anyway, but they, they have a lot of German restaurants in Cleveland. 
And I had a sausage salad. I was like, ah, I'm eating salad. <laughs> Look at me. Look at but me being healthy on the road. Five different types of sausage cut up. It was, it was, but it was covered in like vinaigrette or something. Like it still had dressing on it. it was, just to make yeah, it that bit less healthy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's yeah. some kind of word that has a, there's a rule you can't use it unless it passes some standard of healthiness. Like salad has to equal healthy. You can't just. Well, you got to, there's a lot of vegetables that are going to be deregulated as well. Because they, they're constantly telling us to go, you got to eat five serves of fruit and veg or whatever like that right but then fruit no fruit's just sugary now and they're like don't bother with fruit right you know that no fruit's no good well, I think some, it's fruit, sugar's fruit's sugar, it, some fruit is good but when they go like it should skew more to the vegetable ends yeah my son eats fruit but he won't eat vegetables so that's no good I was yeah. pretty impressed with his fruit intake <laughs> but um that's better than some stuff but it is sugar I mean it's but, but the uh the the ve- like vegetables like oh, I gotta eat five serves of vegetables well I'm gonna have five potatoes then yeah yeah yeah, yeah potatoes but, is, yeah. It, is it a vegetable or not because and corn no doctor's ever told you to keep your corn intake up <laughs> particularly when it's in the high fructose so, syrup yeah, yeah like corn when I was young I used to look at corn like look at that it's a vegetable I'm eating myself here you know I think if you're having corn like fresh corn on the cob that's healthy-ish isn't it by the time it's like but I mean eat enough of it and it's like eating a ton of potatoes like it's not like it's yeah. some like yeah, yeah your, fi- your five vegetables calories. shouldn't be like all right. I had chips, hash browns, loaded yeah. baked potato, a corn cake, <laughs> and then cornbread. Yeah, done. And then cornbread, I know. and then a non-Mexican Coca-Cola. Yeah, 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 exactly. I, I had yeah, but even yeah, like I'm talking I think like vegetables. Like I don't eat a lot of vegetables either. I don't like like I'll eat broccoli, but I hate fucking cauliflower. Like cauliflower yeah. is a f- oh, really? I'm the other way around. It's a fuck well, you like vegetable. It seems like an albino broccoli, like something bad happened to broccoli. Yeah, yeah, don't like it. Don't like it. Eat a lot of carrots. Are they still good? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they have to be good. I think all, I think all vegetables are good. I, I think eating a varied diet, but mostly vegetables, is generally good. Onions. Yeah, I think you're good. But again, I read somewhere that cooked. onions is the only, pro- only food that's in every cuisine. Just because it's easy to grow in a lot of different climates? I don't know, but it's in every culture. Every culture has onions. Try to think of like, even like, even like in Japanese, they'll put like spring onions and things and stuff like are that. There, yeah, are yeah. there cultures that don't have potatoes? Because they seem pretty what... But, they, oh, but then again, I'm just thinking like it was a thing, like the potatoes were brought to England from the New World by... Yeah, there's no, there's, no, there's no potato in like Japanese cooking. No, they do like potato. I've seen them. Yeah, but that's because we're bastardized. They never, right. you know, they, they, they'll, they'll do like a sweet potato, bit of fucking tempura, but... But not an authentic to their... But you'll never have it in like Chinese cooking. You'll never have like Chinese, there'll never be like a beef Mongolian with potato. But like potato dumpling, well, that's like Italian, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, no, that's yeah, gnocchi yeah, and all that's Italian. There's none of that. You're right, yeah. I'm trying to think. Garlic, has garlic, I get... I don't know, but they, I read somewhere they said the onion's the only thing that we all, we've all gone, yeah, we, we, we all like onions. Do we all, everyone likes a brisket? Is that everywhere? No, I never knew Some, a brisket. Yeah. I never knew of that way of cooking meat. What do you mean everyone likes a brisket? <laughs> I just want to say that in a podcast. I never like grew culture, up brisketing. Every culture has a version of not that dish, but that cut of meat. And the way they prepare that cut of beef is like sort of indicative. Not everyone has cows. That's a good point. Very good point. It was, he was making a sweeping the, generalization. I, I learned this on the other day when I was in Hawaii that goats, goats uh, in, in uh, Hawaii, in Hawaiian talk, are called cow. And the reason for that is, is because like some like fucking, I, I, now I'm probably going to butch this story, 
Right. There's someone like Captain Cook, whoever discovered the whole fucking... One of the white settlers that okay. went over to Hawaii, right? And they killed Captain Cook in the end over there. But anyway, he found Australia as well for anyone who doesn't know that. But what happened was... Um, so one of the white settlers went over and he said to one of the chiefs of the tribe... Now, that might be super offensive, what I just said then. Is that in Hawaiian coach that they use the word chief? I don't know. Let's say, let's say it is. Yeah, one of I the... I can't see that being that One of the guys, the head of the, the... Head of a group. The head of the group. The elder. Yeah, one of the elders in the group. He, like, they had chickens or whatever over there in Hawaii or some other small, you know, game birds or something like that. Yeah. And this white guy kept on fucking harping on. He's like, fuck me, mate. You should have to see a cow. Cows are good. Cow, one cow could feed your whole fucking village. You'd all rock out. If I brought you a cow, you'd be like cows. And he kept on bragging about cows. And so the guy was like, bring me back a couple of cows. And he's like, I'm on it. I'm going to bring you back. Next time I come back, I'm going to bring back a couple of cows. Anyway, he brought back like eight cows or something. And I'm the, this is like drunk history I'm doing. No, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Sober and I got And I got told this by a guy on a tour bus talking at the front of the bus, right? So this is, I don't know how it's accurate this is, right? So he brought back, he brought back like eight cows, this guy. And then, but on the boat ride over, all the cows got a disease and died. They all mad cow disease or something the cows get. All the cows died on the trip. <laughs> but two goats fucking lived right and he didn't want to upset the he didn't want to upset the chief he didn't want to upset the chief so he went here's your cow and they're like wow yeah there's a big animal because they didn't have an animal <laughs> yeah, like, like, like 20 chickens yeah like he was pretty excited by it right but he but he would have been really excited by a cow but a goat was like that's pretty good and yeah. so they bred some goats and stuff and to this day they still the, the Hawaiian word for goat is cow, or the equivalent thereof. Is the oh, okay, not the actual. I thought maybe it was like sounded similar to the English word cow. Well, I don't know. Maybe they do. Yeah, goats are called cows in Hawaii. Yeah. So that's the little bit of information for you non-science buffs. I'm not going to Google it. I'm just going to trust that that's fact. That sounds legit Um, to me. I've just found this BBC article that said uh, onions are eaten and grown in more countries than any other vegetable. And might be the only truly global cuisine. Oh, there you go. I read stuff. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Good work, onions. <laughs> they're, they're very, the world's most ubiquitous food stuff. The UN estimates that at least 175 countries produce an onion crop, well over twice as many as grow wheat, the largest global crop by area harvested. And right. unlike wheat, it's the staple of every major cuisine, is arguably the only truly global ingredient. Oh, shit. There you go. The they onion. Are, they're easy to grow, have a very good chance of success, and very few pests, and they are nutritious. Unless you fry, I'm always frying. Well, that's the thing. Things. If you like, sauté them in a, in a half a pad of butter, and yeah, I love them. I love them like that. I when I was a kid, I used to just fry onions and eat them in a sandwich. Have a fried onion sandwich. What what age kid were you making fried onion sandwiches? Pretty young, <laughs> like eight or something, like eight or nine. Just put them in a pan. I remember doing a lot of cooking when I was like eight or nine, like like with fire and knives and shit. I just remember that. And now it's like my son. I don't. I guess he's not that age yet, but. I couldn't, my parents would just, I'd be in the kitchen just like firing something up, just. And then you watch like, no, but you watch like Junior MasterChef. These oh, yeah, kids yeah. are like eight or nine fucking cooking. Oh, I'm not saying I was good, but I right. remember cooking a lot. Yeah, when you watch that, that show's a room. I could watch that show all day. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's just like a magic trick. It's one magic trick after another. Like, how do you even know these words? Let alone right. yeah, yeah. Like watching anyone do a skilled task like cooking well is interesting yeah. enough. But what, when they're also just like. It's like watching a I dog felt, tap dance. Like you shouldn't I be able to do this. I felt like the acidity from the lemon <laughs> would take away from the texture of the. What's going on? 
What is that kid's home life like? And also, yeah. it's like, okay, kids, we're making a creme brulee. And it's like, how do they know? I don't know. Like, I'm sure it's just cream or something, but how do they know how to do that? Yeah. Creme brulee is a thing you buy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> make a creme brulee. Yeah, I've never seen someone make one, boy. And it involves a blowtorch. <laughs> Why have they got a blowtorch? <laughs> Of all the things eight-year-old me would have done with a blowtorch, creme brulee, not even top 100. Creme brulee would be like caramelizing sugar on top of a dessert would have been so far down the list. No, I remember like I made a lot of like baked beans and toast and I I did them on the pan, just cooked up baked beans and toast. And that was like half my diet as a kid. And then a lot of fried eggs. I'd fry an egg every now and again. Yeah, well, yeah. Did you have a microwave when you were growing up? Because I, I remember it being a big day when we got a microwave. We did, but you get bored of it after about a month. You like My mum and her best friend went on a microwave cookery course. Where they learned <sighs> yeah, there's a time when people thought this is going to replace the oven. Uh, yeah, they were right, like, right, how do we use this I'm, new I'm, thing? I'm, I'm going to tell you how painfully working class I was. This is something <laughs> my parents did. <laughs> they, the, the, to, to make hair stewardesses, um, to train them up for business class, uh-huh. Down at the airport, right, (laughs) my parents would go down and for a very small amount of food, they would go sit on a plane (laughs) in their big business class seats feeling all fancy on the runway Uh Why they got served the business class meal. (laughs) So they were like... No. That was like a restaurant date for them. They went out and the air stewardesses went by and said, and what, and what drink would you like? And just did it like it was in the air. So they all got trained up. And my mother was like, oh, and I'll have the beef, please. <laughs> and, right? And they would sit there with their little tray in front of them. Oh and then my after God. my parents would finish the meal, they'd recline a little bit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's painful. Oh, who's ringing? Oh, God. is that not... That's a landline. That's a home phone. Hello, hello. That no, no one answered that. But what happens is that the landline, landline, landline only gets called a few times a week, and so when it happens, I always think it's something important, like one of my parents had gotten sick or something. Um, but that was that was nothing. Anyway, so you have my, to keep. Oh, no, so you're saying it comes free with the, the cable. Yeah. Oh, okay, can, there's no reason not to as far as you're Yeah, concerned. there's no reason not to. And also, it's better for radio interviews because my phone reception is good up here. So when I do like ring into radio stations, I keep a landline. Anyway, so my parents would sit in this chair and they'd eat the food and then they'd recline and they'd get a three-course meal. And I think it costs something very cheap, like 20 Australian dollars. Oh, so you still have to pay for it, but it's like... Yeah. It's like when you get your hair... It, when you get, did you ever do the thing I did well, when I was a student where you got your hair cut $2, by your students? $3. Well, it's to stop homeless people from doing it, right? Okay. You know what I mean? So you've got to charge something. Yeah. Otherwise, just people are just like, eh, you know what I mean? So like my parents, they may have even had to apply, right? <laughs> but it's, it's, that's a painfully... Like my parents and then my mother would tell people that she'd been in business class. Oh, yes, the business class on this airline. You know? <laughs> that's, have you written that into anything? Any no, I, like, I, I such haven't a thought great about it. In, like, I haven't thought about it in years, but... I, I read That's a, a real thing that yeah. happens. I read a story recently about there is there is a company that has a grounded private jet that people take Instagram photos in. Like you rent it out for Holy a... Holy shit. That's yeah. the thing. You that's rent, brilliant. You rent it out for $100 for an hour or so and they can even... Or whatever it is. And they can even... If you want, they can hook you up with stylists as well and professional photographers. Um, and, and you can act like... And you, you just take your photo... And people have been busted on this as well. Like people took the photo of them with a champagne flute, and then someone like it were like semi-famous athletes or whatever. And then someone went, "Hey, uh, your Instagram says you're on a private jet, but you're just next to me on this Delta flight." Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, CeeLo doesn't use them. 
Yeah, I'll tell you that much. He, he's a man of the people. See, life. <laughs> was it a fancy push around chair that he was in? No, it was, it was I guess wheelchair is the word for it. It was, the, I've got a broken leg chair. Yeah. Like, yeah. it wasn't like a wheelchair. It had the little wheels on it. It was the one that meets you at, like, when you get off the, off the plane. Right, right. Go, to help some people. wheelchair people here. Oh, but then he was walking afterwards, so I can't forgive that, CeeLo. I can't. <laughs> Did that you, makes me crazy. Did you ever get to go with your parents? <laughs> <laughs> did you ever get to go with your parents to your business class? No, but it was a big date night. We were kids. My parents, I don't, they just told me about it. Dress up it's, and go. It's, I guess it's a thing. I, it, people well, write it may, in, I guess. I guess it makes sense. Some, they, have to learn if you, they have to learn how to be, do the job, how to be cabin crew. And, and no one's a more difficult customer than my mother. Like, she must have been... <laughs> They must have been asking for her to come back all the time. Oh, yes, we have to deal with Carolyn's all the time. <laughs> for some reason, she always wants to check a bag. We can't figure out why she's bringing <laughs> luggage to wonder, dinner. I wonder if they did that. I wonder if like, my mother put her bag in the overhead or something. I wonder. Probably. I, for, and I wonder how long they realism. needed them for, because it couldn't have just been the meal. They must have had, like, do you want a pillow and a blanket? And uh, there must have been a yeah. few other little... The movie is starting now. Practice oh, yeah, their maybe safety Maybe they watched speed. the movie as well. <laughs> There's a good chance they watched the movie. Or at least, this... like, an episode of Mr. Bean, because that was always on planes in the 80s. Yeah, that was... That was always, yeah, but they... Yeah, it was like... A, and this was before flatbeds. It was just a bigger chair with a reclining. <laughs> yeah. Like, my mother... Oh, probably, if she's listening to this podcast, she'll probably think, I could probably get a flatbed now. Probably go there and have a lovely sleep. <laughs> those egg things, you're fully reclining, yeah. Yeah, well, they've got one now. They're, they're advertising the one on TV with uh, Jeremy Clarkson for Emirates, which is like your own room. And right. all I see there is, oh, masturbate. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what I see, because otherwise I don't need my own room. Yeah. I don't need, what else do I need privacy for? You, what else do I need it for? Do you want to pay 40 grand to wank on a plane? Exactly. <laughs> is that, like, and also, is that the Mile High Club? Does that count as the Mile High Club if it's just you? Yeah, I yeah? don't. Okay. Have you ever been the Mile High Club? Does that count as the Mile High Club? Yeah, I've I have to that. answer. I've, I've, also, I've been wanked off before on a plane. <laughs> I'm in on a technicality. Right. Okay, so we tried. This was me and someone I was dating about 10 years ago now. It's always a good start. But we we decided to give it a go on a Southwest flight from Burbank to Oakland. Oh. <laughs> which, is, which is, if you're familiar with the area, is about a 50 minute flight. Right. <laughs> so, so there's like a five minute window when they like, turn off the seatbelts there's like a 15 minute window in the middle and it was basically enough to like oh, I think that counts you, no, <laughs> like so you had like, intercourse but no one orgasm there was like oh no one even like it was basically like it was almost like tag <laughs> like it was just like right. I guess we've done it you could like, say you've done that within like three minutes we were like alright this is ridiculous there's no space and there's probably people waiting to get out in there now and then when you uh, left did you do the one at a time thing or just I like, think we just whatever, barreled out but there was no one there at that moment so we were just like I'm sure people saw but we just right, sort of right. barreled out again like Tommy Lee just did that recently Really? So people took video of him and his girlfriend coming out. Well, it's funny because I know her, his girlfriend, <laughs> Brittany Furlan. Yeah. yeah, so Brittany. Brittany oh, I didn't know that's who. Yeah, yeah, Brittany Furlan started dating Tommy Lee. Yeah. I, she, she was on that show on the summer the week after that happened. We, we, we couldn't ask her about that. I was like, well, come on, it's in the news. It's, uh, I'll tell you what, though. I, I went, I guess I could tell this story. I don't think it's going to upset anybody. Um, but I went to a dinner with Tommy Lee and Brittany Furlan, and Brittany Furlan's uh, father and stepmother I think and then I misjudged the situation (laughs) (laughs) and and I I I was talking about scuba diving and I said you know I thought Tommy Lee we've we've all seen his dick we've all seen his dick we've seen a sex tape you know what I mean and like Britney does some pretty 
racy fucking things on social media, right? So that these will be a fun-loving crew. And I went, they go, how do you like scuba diving? I go, well, you know, I liken it to anal sex. I see why other people enjoy it. <laughs> and, but it's not for me. But I understand, you know, if I just remembered to breathe, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> right? Good joke. Yeah, yeah. And, they just, and then like Tommy Lee told me, he goes, hey, man, they're eating their food. Like, and no one laughed and I went and I, and I, I just didn't talk for the rest of the dinner I just went sorry everyone sorry for that it's a forgivable misread of the room I think it's, uh, yeah, like, like, the drummer from Motley Crue yeah, I, yeah, I thought I could people will laugh at that that's a good analogy Tommy when Tommy Lee is going Jim have some decorum <laughs> Have you no sense of occasion? <laughs> yeah. You know, with the mayhem tattoo over his belly. <laughs> He's got a mayhem yeah. tattoo. Yeah. He, he claims to have been cured from hepatitis C. Like, like, what are you like? <laughs> oh, they have cures now. Well, you reckon? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hep C is now curable. Yeah, oh, hep C is now that. curable. Yeah. Okay. Um, on, on that note. Yeah. <laughs> We should probably wrap it up. Jim, uh, Jim. That's science. Hep C is yeah, curable. Yeah, it is. And it's pretty know. amazing. Yeah, no, they've got... Um, it's expensive. There's an expensive treatment, but it works and it's pretty effective. It's okay. like a long... I think it's like a fairly long course of drugs, but it's... Congrats, Tommy. It can Tommy. pretty much knock it out. Congrats, mate. And some people, I think even before that, would automatic... It would... Some people would have Hep C and then it would just go from their system. They would just be cured over time. Oh. But now it's... No, well, that's good. good to know. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I did get tested. That's one for, last thing to be worried about. I got I donated blood once in college after a huge night of drinking, and then they met, they sent me a letter saying we can't take your blood. Also, you can never donate blood again because <laughs> I tested indeterminate for some kind of hepatitis. Oh, because it's a liver thing. I don't know he- if that was he- why. I got tested again. I didn't a- have it, but I was like, is that why? Because I was so hungover that like, I bet my it, liver I bet was, your liver was just producing all yeah. sorts of chemicals. Yeah, that I'm, just sure, I'm sure. I'm sure you, you look healthy. I think it's Pat. It was 20 years ago. Yeah. No, I got tested since. I don't have it. It's, it's good. It's, I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, good, I'm good. good to put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, uh, pretty sure most of our listeners are a subset of people who already know you and where you're going to be. But um, I'm going to be touring Europe. I'm going to be going across uh, all the Scandinavian places. And it's all of Holland January, basically. All just, of January. So you're in you, Israel as well. I'm in Israel. I'll be in Ireland and the UK. And You're taping uh, a special at Hammersmith Apollo. Hammersmith Apollo. We're taping a new special. I'm not allowed to say yet who it's for. It's so silly. But I'm not allowed <laughs> to say it. But there is a special being recorded and there'll be a public announcement coming soon, okay. I'm sure. Um, and uh, yes, that's where I'll be. So check around Europe um, in the UK. And you can still. Uh, I, say, I have to say Europe and the UK now. I can't just go. Oh, yeah. oh shit. Is I mean, that- technically, still, it is part of it. It's just oh, fucking horrible. Um, oh, and all the Jim Jeffries episodes are still available on demand. They're on demand, and I'm sure you can buy them on iTunes or, or see them on the Comedy Central app. Awesome. And obviously, when you guys come back on the air, we'll be letting the listeners know well ahead of time for that. Yeah, so, we'll yeah. finally pin down Kevin Avery, the one remaining person from the Jeffries Writers Kevin Avery. Well, he, I just found out that he was in a boy band. What? He was a sing, it was a singing group. He's very, he's very careful about that distinction. Was it just boys? It was just, ma- it's a ma- male singing group. Sounds when, like a, not a boy band. <laughs> when he was young, <laughs> that involved dancing. Was there dancing? I don't know. I think there might have been like there might have been some sort of choreography but not necessarily dancing some coordinated moves yeah there's a man I I only found this out I got told by another one of the writers and that blew my mind (laughs) and he was in a boy band but you know we all have our things (laughs) 
Jim, thanks so much for joining us. No worries. Thanks for having me.